As far as I can remember, this is the first time that we have looked to the Nielsen ratings for synagogue attendance. <laughs> but we live in unusual times. And the idea, actually, that these times are unprecedented, while true, our tradition always insists that that what happened in previous times gives you wisdom and a foretaste of what will happen in later times. And so I have spent some time thinking about how the sin of the golden calf speaks to us today and what it is about that sin, since it's multifaceted, there were lots of reasons, after all, why the Jews at the foot of Mount Sinai decided to create and worship a golden calf, but why that sin can give us some pointers about where we are and what we should do. And I want to call your attention to three factors that seem to me both important and even urgent. And the first is that the Jews at the foot of Sinai lacked a crucial bit of information. That is, they knew that Moses was supposed to be up at the mountain for 40 days. But they did not process the idea that going up and then down a mountain takes some time. And we live in an age of an excess of information, some of which is not true. And part of our task as people who are trying to navigate these fairly uncharted waters is to try to decide who is giving us information that is both true and useful, and who isn't. And that's not easy, because very few of us have the expertise to sort it out, but it does require that we apply ourselves to try to listen to those whom we trust and who we believe have the expertise to speak authoritatively about the conditions of the modern world. The second part of the sin of the golden calf was that the Jews in Egypt had spent hundreds of years in an atmosphere of idol worship. And therefore, idol worship was what they knew. And human beings, all of us, have a tendency to fall back on the patterns we are used to. And it is extraordinarily difficult for us to change. And every time you make a change, you get a reaction which is perfectly understandable from people who were comfortable and happy with things the way they were. And yet, it was essential that the Jewish people eventually learn to change from idolatry to God, which, as we know, was a process that took hundreds of years, long after they left the desert, after all, the prophets were still yelling at them about idolatry. The current situation is going to require a change in some patterns of living, and that will be very difficult for many of us, maybe for all of us. What we're doing this morning, obviously, we have never done at Sinai, and it is difficult. It's not easy. 
And it is painful, as all change is. But we are trying to react to what we think is the essential change that needs to be made now. And my guess is, when this is over, even though some things will go back to the way they were, some things will have changed forever. And that is an uncomfortable and an even painful thought. But after the golden calf, certain things changed. The Israelites were not going to go into the land. They were going to die that generation, and a new generation was going to go into the land. And every crisis brings some permanent changes. And we should be psychically and societally prepared for that. And then the third sin. The third sin is easily understood when you tell someone Moses was supposed to come down in 40 days, but instead he came down in 41. And in that one day, the Jews built and worshipped an idol. And the natural reaction when you hear the story for the first time is what, they couldn't have waited a day? Nobody had the presence of mind to say, look, you know, maybe the guy ran late. Maybe he ran into someone and said hello. Who knows, maybe there's a little diner up at the top of Sinai. He had some coffee. I mean, it doesn't make sense unless you understand that what the Israelites did was panic. They panicked. They were terrified to feel alone in the desert and terrified of what tomorrow would be and the day after and the next week. And so they panicked and they cleared out all the shelves. <laughs> they panicked and they thought, I don't care if no one else has anything. I'm going to get everything because I know tomorrow's going to be terrible. And that's also a really important lesson for us to learn. Because even though the Israelites thought they were alone, they weren't alone. Moses was coming back, and God was present, and they didn't have to panic. There has been an awful lot of discussion in our world about testing. Whether we have enough tests, and when we'll have enough tests, and what countries have tests and what countries don't. Again, I am not going to speak out of the area of my expertise, so I will say nothing about medical tests. But there is another test that is already here. And that's the test of how we react and how we treat each other in a time when it is all too easy to be self-involved and to be selfish. That test the golden calf test, if you will. That's already happening. And as a society and as a world, one day we will look back and we'll know how we met that test. As a people, we will know how we met that test. In the Haftarah that Jonah chanted so beautifully for us this morning, it says that God will give you a lev chadash and a ruach chadashah, a new heart and a new spirit.
Now and when this is over, our hearts and our spirits will be a little different from what they are. If we are wise, and if we are kind, and if we are smart, then we will get a lev chadash and a ruach chadasha, a new heart and a new spirit, a new model of a society that takes care one of the other when we are in trouble, that still worries about people that have no resources, that doesn't forget those who are hopeless and hungry and alone, that doesn't build an idol at the bottom of the mountain, but instead bands together with the most important lesson, which is even in difficult times, you have to have faith. Shabbat Shalom.